1: This is the Rich Eisen Show. The quarterback carousel I keep telling you about spins off its axis if uh, Aaron Rodgers removes the uh, linchpin. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. If I come back, then what would be the contract? How much funny money is in there? (laughs) The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. Still to come. Author and host Bear Grylls. Cowboys linebacker, Micah Parsons, plus your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air on this Friday, final Friday of February. I said it again. Um eight four four two zero four. rich is the number to dial. Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo in their spots. Um TJ Jefferson, good to see you for Hello hour world. number two. Uh Micah Parsons is gonna be on this show in hour number three. Don't you dare Gee, move. This is gonna be it. a lot of fun. It'll be a it. lot of fun. Um and uh speaking of a lot of fun, uh head coach Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins uh joined us in hour number one. And yeah, he talked about how Waddle can be a very special player and he's gonna put him in a very unique uh, position to succeed in his offense that he's going to bring yes from san francisco but his own template bottom line is look for waddle to do a heck of a lot more mm-hmm. than what we've seen him do so far like he's going to have a coach that's going to just uh come up with all sorts of uh ideas how exciting that must be for dolphins fans Is you've got somebody with a bunch of ideas coming in and it's an totally outside of the box type thinking higher and um and uh, I, I'm and and for him to come in after the way that the previous coach departed certainly um, helps. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. Um, certainly, while the front office and management um, and ownership deals with whatever um, whatever they were doing and has been accused of doing and all of that, and Mike McDaniel has such a uh, a bright future and he's a funny entertaining guy and I have a feeling that that's going to translate to the Dolphins product on the field that's the way I just kind of get that feeling and um, and he uh, he's going to he swears he's going to pull off this trifecta that I've been waiting 18 years for a head coach to do uh, 19 now coming up um, as uh, with the NFL Network, I've been always waiting for a head coach to say, Rich, I accept the challenge. <laughs> the challenge is to take my three favorite coaching cliches and use it in the same press conference. And he says he's going to use it in the same answer at the combine at his next press conference. I was thinking, like, he'll just like wait. And I was like, yeah, no problem, Rich, I'll do it. And then he said, no, I'm going to do it next time out at the combine. And I want you there and high five me when I'm done with the answer.
2: <laughs> he said mid, like mid press conference. <laughs> as soon
1: as he drops
2: them, you sprint up. High, high five, five, right, my man. Walk out. Sit
1: down. Can't wait. <laughs> Legendary. Going to happen. It's going to be epic. Going to happen because I'm going to be – when he said that, I'm like, I don't think I can be there. Certainly if it was going to be on Monday or Tuesday of next week, I'm here for those days. After Tuesday's show, I fly out. Ryan Leaf sits in Wednesday, Thursday for combine week. Susie and Kara Henderson Sneed sit in on Friday. And on Wednesday, I will be able to be there. I've got nothing to do.
3: <laughs> uh, dude. Nothing? No. I prepare. I prepare. Well, you're lead pipe welding, so you're always prepared. No, I know that, but I'm.
1: I, you know, I, honestly, I don't know the names of all two yeah, hundred, three the hundred prospects yeah. and their and their stories. So i um, uh, you know, when you're staring at the same research book and you're googling and you're doing. Back in the day, it was the old Lexus Nexus sh- search of the Lex- uh, archive. Ne- yeah, <laughs> dude, like that's usually what it was. old back in the day, in the okay. beginning of the combine, I don't what learn- kind of
3: book do you oh, get for that rich it's com-
1: i think it's normally it, i come and i oh, drop bring, it on the desk oh, that's right yes right? And you hear you this do. big
3: huge thud Thick, it's, it's th- that thick binder you, yeah. I, and again
1: i know this is so dating it's phone book type thick like new york city phone book thick. Speaking of
2: which, <laughs> can, can you forward me
1: that
3: what
2: the, the combine research packet sure yeah i'd like to
1: peruse are you serious yeah really no, rich, it, you're, okay. all
3: you're doing is adding into this problem that he has it's somehow he's going to turn this into gambling and you know i want to look out for him wow i don't I'm, know how by but, the way, you know, I I I, f- I, you know, I know.
1: Look, I'm I am the first to jump on Chris Brockman's degenerate behavior. I mean, yeah, yeah know, okay, and, and, and highlight with good reason. But <laughs> that that I don't think that. I truly believe you really can't you bet can't on the co- can't. you can't bet on the combine. on, on you draft you
3: can't. Rich, he will find a way. This guy has called oh, me up in the second. middle and told me some weird prop uh, bets. He's gonna find a way. Are there sites that say who's gonna have the <laughs>
1: highest vertical and fastest forty? Stand by.
2: <laughs> uh, no I know we can bet on you <laughs> I, I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just hold on. Let me take a look.
3: I know that. He's taking a look. He already knows. There totally is.
2: I don't. I'm. I'm getting ready for tonight's NBA action, guys. Come on. <laughs>
1: But it's you can't you can't <laughs> take the information of what this research packet has look and man, and, and 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 monetize it through, you know some uh, app like that you can't
3: mo Chris Brockman Green you can't. No. just it's <laughs> just, it's <laughs> just, it's just draft. Draft. We we can only thing, <laughs>
1: It would be the dumbest thing of
2: imaginable. by the way, two. Evan Neal is your uh, favorite right now for first overall pick.
3: Bet on
1: the draft. Definitely uh, I mean, I guess what the Jaguars are going to have to protect Trevor
3: Lawrence. I think the the Bengals That's made it, that right? um, apparent, kind of an obvious, obvious parent
1: thing. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead and just get somebody to protect your your quarterback.
3: Yeah, you know, Rich and, and Chris. That leaves that leaves the Lions open
1: to whichever pass rusher they want. Aiden nah, Hutchinson, baby, let's go, guys.
3: I was it. thinking about this yesterday, just randomly, um, because I was looking at I think Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft and saw who the Jags picked, and I looked and I said that makes sense. You know, last year with the Bengals, talked about should they draft the lineman? Should they draft Chase? They drafted Chase. Do you think the Bengals had they drafted the lineman would still have made it to the Super Bowl? No, no. Chase is you know? yeah. Chase is
1: an absolute reason as to why they made the Super Bowl.
3: That's kind of what I was thinking. But it's amazing. That is that. It's an excellent point that you bring up here. Is that I'm trying to make it up for the bad point I had no, earlier. No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: it's an interesting. It's it's fascinating because. It was, without a doubt, when the Bengals made the playoffs and won the division, um, it was, without question, they made the right decision taking Jamar Chase. Look at what he did. He was the offensive rookie of the year. He gave the offense a whole different gear. He would be running away from defenses in games that were crucial to winning the division against the Ravens. He torched the Ravens and helped Burrow torch the Ravens to the tune of, what, 525 yards passing in that Week 15 win that put them on the precipice precipice of clinching the division, which they did the next week against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Or that was a Week 16 win that led to the Week 17, and then Week 18, they Burrow, and out. everyone rested. And they made the playoffs. And then you saw Chase perform very well in the playoffs. He broke all of Chris yeah. Collinsworth's records, and the concept was, you know, he was a crucial part of getting the Bengals to the Super Bowl, despite Burrow being beaten up. Nine sacks against Tennessee. And that Burrow and McPherson and their ice in the veins uh, and the legs and the arms was the reason why they were there. And then now, the whole idea, after they made the Super Bowl and lost in it, with Chase open at the end of the game, And Burrow couldn't get to him because Donald was sacking him. Brings to mind that cartoon meme that we brought up leading up to the draft that we saw. Somebody was saying the Bengals choice in the draft. And it's Burrow throwing to his receiver because the guy they drafted was blocking for him. Mm -hmm. He's upright. And then the other one was Burrow sacked with the, receiver, with the open. receiver open. Yeah. And that was the meme. And Burrow sacked with the receiver open and chase was the final play of the Bengals' it's offensive happened. season. It's what happened. Crazy. But it happened in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. It didn't happen like weeks four, six, 10, 12, 14, 18. That led them to have another lost season with their recovered from knee surgery quarterback. But it's kind of wild that they had both, right? That they had Chase, they had Burrow to Chase, and I think for years to come, that is going to be a dynamic combination because it was dynamic, when Burrow had trouble being protected to hit that line hard during the offseason. Yeah, exactly. Like and they maybe, made it this
2: far without an offensive line. Imagine when they kind of do what the Chiefs did and load up right. to protect their guy, Burrow, this offseason in the draft.
1: Which is why I'm, I'm buying...
2: By the Bengals next The Bengals
1: year? for a long time, even though, yeah. you know, who is that? Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer, said, Dilfer I don't yeah. like their, their bigs. That was confusing. I don't like their bigs at all. And, you know, I'm looking at what the Bengals have for cap space coming up. And they're fourth on the list. You know who's number one is the guy we just hung up with, $60 million in uh, yeah. free agency. Yeah,
2: Dolphins are going to be players. They, they, yeah. they
1: have the most cap space to spend. Jaguars are second. Chargers third. Yeah. Bengals fourth, Jets fifth. That's your top five in cap space. Bengals can go out and tell whoever's the best offensive lineman, free agent, go. you want to block for Joe Burrow, and then picking 31st overall, they can get themselves a terrific offensive lineman, I'm sure. Yep. By the way, I just said the words the Bengals choosing 31st overall. Yeah. That's what I just said, those words. Crazy so 30 picks higher than it's it's kind of funny that that meme right that meme that we were talking about (laughs) yeah about of course you have to draft panay sewell because (laughs) that's what it was right it was like receiver x (laughs) was open Open. because burrow was being blocked protected by sewell and the other choice was chase was burrow on his butt burrow on his butt and the wide receiver open was chase and that was the last play of the Super Bowl. But the key words of the sentence was of the Super Bowl. Right. And the reason why those key words exist is because Chase was drafted. Yeah. Amazing.
2: Amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really nuts. It really is. Yeah, it's really nuts. All right, you know what we'll do is we'll take a break here, we'll get to Bear Grills, and then on the back end of Bear Grills, we'll do what's more likely. We'll okay. get the TJ's big ass grab bag in hour number three after uh, Micah Parsons rolls through well, here on The Rich Eisen Show. 844 uh, 204 Rich is the number to dial. Don't go anywhere back with Bear Grills on The Rich Eisen Show. But first, Mercedes Benz wants to ask you when was the last time you seriously considered your dream? It's been a while, I bet. And I'm sure you're sitting there wherever you are nodding your head. It's been a while. And I say it's time. For you to realize it's time for your dream to get back together with you. Think about it. You could live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could tour around the country. You could go visit all uh, your your friends and your family. You can make sure that you reconnect with nature if that's what you want to do. Or more importantly, maybe for you and your life, start your own business. It's really whatever you've dreamt up. As a, and it's a Mercedes-Benz van that we're talking about. You can expect safety features that are innovative, like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Expect amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and an available gas engine. It runs like a dream. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter. Tell them your dream, Centra. Maybe that's how Bear Grylls gets to the wild. He hops in a Mercedes-Benz <laughs> Sprinter. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay. Back here on our terrestrial radio uh, partners, along with Sirius XM, Channel 85, Odyssey, and NBC Sports on Peacock. I had never spoken to this man, and I Zoomed with him the other day, and he was an absolute delight. Here's my chat with the one, the only Bear Grylls. Very few people who write a book can get Roger Federer and Julia Roberts to give their two cents as to why you should buy the book. But Bear Grylls is not like many people on planet Earth. His new book, "Never Give Up: My Life in the Wild," is available where all books are sold. Bear Grills here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, sir? Hey,
4: Rich. Nice to be with you. Yeah, thanks for having me along. You got it. So um,
1: let's get right into it. How, how does one become an adventurer in life? How does one get to <laughs> to be what but, you're doing?
4: Yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, first of all, I think adventure is a state of mind. Actually, you know, I think it's in it's in all of us, isn't it? Uh, I think for me as a young young boy, you know, it was, it was the only thing I was ever any good at is the honest answer. You know, I wasn't a kind of brilliant superstar or anything like that at school. Uh, but I loved to go out and climb with my with my late dad. He'd been a Marine and loved all of that sort of thing. And I was brought up on a little island off the south coast of, of England. And we would always kind of making little rafts and climbing up the cliffs and stuff. And I think as somebody that's said to me, age seven, that I could have a job that involved, you know, getting muddy and falling off stuff, I would have thought heaven. So, you know, I feel I look back now on a lifetime of adventure. I think it started at a young age, but, um, really in those early days, I just wanted to be, I think close to my dad, you know, my way of doing that was we go and climb and have these adventures together. But, you know, it's been a, it's been a great privilege. It's been a, been a road that i never really planned beyond that beyond knowing that i wanted to try and follow my heart try and follow what i really loved what i was okay at in life and um like i said i think i've been very lucky i stand on the shoulders of many giants is the truth
1: so is it true you came from a family of uh, cricketers like it's a a, there's a bunch of history in your family of playing cricket did you not go in that direction any were attempting to go in that direction?
4: no they they were all much more they were all much more talented than me yeah <laughs> I, I was a black sheep, you know um I couldn't do much apart from I, I, as a kid, I was always a kid that could climb the highest building at school or the the highest tree in you know where I lived and stuff but um which really when you're a kid isn't much of a skill, you know, it it doesn't hold a lot of currency when you're a kid. But um, I loved it, you know, and, and I've always tried. My dad used to say to me as a kid, just, uh, you know, try and follow what you really love and, and be resilient and get knocked back and keep smiling, get back up, have a never give up spirit and uh, try and be kind to people along the way. And, and that sort of thing meant much more, I think, to my parents for me growing up than just kind of, you know, following the uh, more conventional path. And I look back and I'm so grateful for that in many ways. You know, I'm I'm a dad now to three teenagers. Yeah. And um, and I think, you know, as you know, it's what we want our, our children to be able to kind of be resilient and to follow what they love and, and to try and be kind along the way. That really is life in a nutshell, I think.
1: So who's the first uh, Bear Grylls to come across you and say, we need to get you on television? Who is the first person to say, let's let's put you well, then, on uh, mass media yeah. or bring you to the people.
4: Yeah. Well, the, the truth is I was a very reluctant person to do that in the early days, you know, and, and when I say about standing on the shoulders of giants in my life, I really mean that, you know, from early days, from whether it was my dad teaching me to climb or, or whether it was the person that first gave me that break in TV, but I remember it so well, you know, I was just leaving the military. Uh, I'd, um, got back from Everest where we, I'd written a book on on a climb I did up there where we had a whole bunch of things go wrong and people lost their lives. But eventually two of us reached the top and I'd written a book on that. We just got ma- I just got married as well, young, starting out in life. And, uh, and a TV producer read the book and he said, well, I know your background with the military, where my job was teaching a lot of the combat survival as part of the British Special Forces. And he said, Well, why don't we do a show where we drop you in the middle of nowhere and you show us how to get out of there? And I was like, Really, kind of, I thought, I don't know TV. It wasn't my thing. I was kind of just leading the expeditions and climbing and, and giving presentations on it and scratching a few pennies here and there and starting out, you know? Right. And, um, but TV, I, I said, I'm not a TV presenter. I wouldn't know how to do that. And I remember I said no three times to them. And he kept saying this guy, Rob McIver, genius man, still a, still a friend. And, um, he said, we don't want a TV presenter. We just want you to do your stuff. We're going right. to follow and, uh, you tell us what's going on. And, um, you know, my wife, who's smarter than me, she said, uh, why don't you just try it? You know, why don't you try it? You did nothing to lose. And we went and we shot a pilot and, um, we put, they put it out late at night with no marketing. And the timing was good, and it just flew. And that was the first episode of Man vs. Wild, and that opened the door to, to everything else. So I'm um, standing on the shoulders of giants, yeah. yes.
1: So then when did you come up with the idea, or who came up with the idea, let's add a celebrity element to it. Let's put you out in the wild. Let's do Running Wild, where you're going to start having uh, a whole host of people from across the sports or pop culture or political landscape. How do, How did you come across that one? Bear Grylls. I love the idea. Well, we did, successful. We
4: did, uh, we did seven seasons of man versus wild, which is kind of one lone man against the element doing, you know, right. with, with our great crew, you know, and I think one of the things I'm most proud of on our TV kind of arsenal of shows is that we have that same crew from the beginning, still best friends to this day. I love that. Very proud of that. But, um, after seven seasons, we, um, we got, we got approached by our first ever running wild guest, which was Will Ferrell. And he said, i love you just to take me on an adventure. And we end up filming it, but it was part of Man Vs Wild. It was kind of Men Vs Wild, I think they called it. And, uh, and again, that kind of flew. And it was just at the time where I was finishing with Discovery Channel, taking kind of step to NBC, which was my first on network show. And, um, and we said, why don't we just make a whole series of this? We call it Running Wild. I'll take along some other people. And we got great guests, you know, quickly you know we we, in the next one was jake gyllenhaal i think and you know i think because we started really at the top we've just always been really lucky and just had amazing people and i always think the wild is a real star of the show you know it allows people to be honest and to open up my job is to keep them alive keep it fun not, not kind of break people too much, and give them a great experience. And you know, the, the the magic of of Running Wild really is is we bring new audiences every time, new fans, new new guests, new stars. And we're just kicking off season eight now of Running Wild. And like I said, it's been a true privilege in my life. Uh, something I never take for granted. It's a position of real trust with these stars. Uh, but um, usually- I truly love it.
1: Usually here in Los Angeles, um, folks like your guests, the the most they do is something called glamping, you know, but that's pretty much their version of wild is going glamorous camping called glamping. I'm sure you might have heard of that, but what was Will Ferrell like in the wild for your first men versus think, uh, wow what was that well like? i think
4: he would have been he would have been dreaming of some glamping yes i bet i didn't Enough. know about that that's a good, it's, and it's a genius great way of doing it but um <laughs> will ferrell definitely didn't get that that version um and actually i think one of the errors we made in the early days of running wild as we filmed for way too long we got for days and days and we were in the arctic in the wintertime crazy low low temperatures and poor guy was almost broken by it and still to this day if i see him he would go oh my god bear what (laughs) that was the hardest thing and um and we've kind of learned to you don't need to go to such crazy extremes of temperatures anymore make it simple make it shorter make it empowering and fun but i think will had one of the hardest ones we've ever done and it's a miracle anyone ever signed up after it and it's why i'm so grateful to those early shows and the faith that those early stars put in put in me before the show is established really
1: well for a colleague of mine bear grills for uh, for quite a while at nfl network was Dion sanders and i know he <laughs> went into the wild with you um what was prime like there did was he well suited for the wild in any way shape or form
4: Bear? Prime Time Prime Time was truly unsuited to the wild. <laughs> and I think he would say that by his own admission. Yes, he I would, love I that think. man. And we had we had so much fun. And still to this day, you know, I mean, I, somebody sent me an interview he did recently, where, you know, I, I, some people were kind of ribbing him and about that trip. And, you know, going, going Prime, you were amazing. You were brilliant. But, um, but you were crazy. And he was and he suddenly gets very serious. He goes, that was the worst I've ever done in my life. <laughs> And, um, and again, I think, you know, we, we push him pretty hard, maybe a little too hard in retrospect. But the problem with the primetime one is that we were, I took him up this kind of mesa in Utah, and, you know, blank wall, thousand foot climb. You know, poor guy, you know, he, he gets pretty bad vertigo as well. But the problem is when, once you get onto these wall climbs, there's no out, you know. And I think what I've learned over many seasons of running wild is you always got to have an exit. You've always got to, be able to adjust the journey if people are really struggling with something. There was no adjusting or or getting out of that one. So we were on this thing for hours and hours and hours. And but do you know what? He never gave up. He has such a Love fun it. kind of you know adventure spirit. Even though he has none of those adventure skills <laughs> or experience, he's got an adventure spirit. He laughed at himself. He cried with himself. He was just brilliant and I I love him and uh, admire him so much for it. So
1: Me too. Me too. Hero. He's one of my he's one of my favorite people. So um out of uh, the sports stars that you have had uh in your midst, in your care, um, Drew Brees, Shaquille O'Neal, Roger Federer, who again who wrote a very nice uh accolade for you on the back of your new book, Never Give Up, My Life in the Wild, where all books are acquired. Which 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 one was well suited? for the adventurer lifestyle? Hmm. Which one do you think was well-suited?
4: Well, I think um, Drew Brees is amazing, isn't he? You know, uh, such a sort of cool cat, calm under pressure. I think to be in that position, that role that he does, you need to be calm under pressure. And actually that kind of ability to think calm in the storm when it's all happening fast is a key trait of a survivor. He was was amazing to take. Uh, We were in the jungle, hard journey with him uh a great friend we've kept kept in touch and lovely family man and and a true hero and you know again somebody who really has that resilient spirit but smart you know he's he leads with his head which is the so key to survival but um i love that one the roger federer one was a privilege for me because i'm a huge tennis fan love that wanted to do a journey like this with with roger for many years and um Did he sweat there?
1: Did you? Did he actually sweat? Because I've never seen that. Did he have? He didn't have his headband with him. I've never seen him break a sweat. Did he break a sweat with you? Did that happen?
4: (laughs) No, no. I mean, it didn't help the fact we were minus twenty in the in the (laughs) the snowy mountains. But um, he got very cold. I do remember he got very cold. I used it to my advantage because um, I thought all I want to do one time in my life is I don't want to play tennis with Roger because it's just not going to you know. I'm not going to be able to hold my own there. But ping pong, table tennis, I could do, you know. So, And I remember packing this little uh, – I don't know, I'll write about this, but I, I packed this little table tennis thing in the backpack and take it in, up the mountain. And we eventually get to the top, and it's deep snow. Roger's going back can no longer feel my hand, a lot of shaking. And, you know, he's looking for help. I'm looking. This is my time for the match. <laughs> you know, I whip this thing out. <laughs> Here we go, ready to go. And he goes, what now? And I go, now, first 11, this is it. He's going oh, okay, <laughs> and then I go straight in. He goes, "No warm up." I go, "You got to be kidding." We're three love up. Um, here we go. But um, I remember. I remember. I think we got like nine all, and then he started to get his started to get his eye in hand, and hand in. His blood came back, and then he there was only ever going to be one winner. He beat me 11-9 Then, but uh, what a- what a fun guy! And uh, I remember we put that one on the show to kind of Wimbledon graphics with all the scoreboards. Yes. <laughs> you know, he gave a commentary on it afterwards, but you know what a cool guy what a cool cat He didn't sweat great heart true family man and you know again with so many of these guests on running wild you get to know the real person you know it's sure. not like a sort of three minutes on a chat show where you know almost becomes you know as you know where your your podcast is, is lovely and different and more in depth but i think on the tv stuff it becomes a performance often for people and you know running Wild's great like your podcast you have time to get to know someone and it's mm-hmm it's slower and that's um that's the magic i think so
1: uh before i let you go why the book why now what what uh what led you to want to add this to everything else that you've done and written about in your life
4: ben? well it's so many of the stories i get asked about all day by so many people you know behind the scenes on man versus wild what was it really like what's the worst you've ever eaten the closest you've come to dying what's it really like running wild with obama whilst he's in office or with prime minister modi of india and so many stories and i think for my kids i really wanted them to know those i also wanted them to know the struggles behind the the things that you know i think our families grow up and see the good stuff they see the successes but for me my book was only ever going to be called one thing which was never give up because it's been that through the door so many failures you know and that really is the truth i think behind all the things that have worked out there have been a hundred disasters and you got to get back on your feet and be resilient and i think it's one of the most important messages for all of us to share at this time when so many young people are facing battles and struggles is that do you know what i've never met a strong person who's had an easy past you know that past the struggles the battles are what really make us and i wanted to share those with with people who kind of like myself, but, but also for me with my kids, especially. So I'm proud of it. I've written every word. I'm grateful for you for kind of, you know, sharing it. But um, I hope people enjoy it.
1: Well, I'm I'm grateful for you coming on. I literally could ask all those questions of you, but people will just have to read it in the book. And uh, I appreciate the time right here. I'd, I'd love to meet you in person one day, but uh, that's the extent of it. Um, I'm not really uh, much of an adventurer. I, I like sitting on a set. Uh, climate controlled, um, craft services, you know, that's the sort of type of uh, broadcast I'm used to, but maybe, you know, just maybe if uh, there is a, a slot, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll join you at some point in time. I love it. I love it.
4: I'm, I'm in. And uh, yeah. you could argue that you're smarter than me. That's all. The, that's the difference. And, you know what? Um, and I, I, I've looked and followed your stuff for a long time. And I would say you definitely have an adventure spirit. <laughs> State of mind, as we said at the beginning.
1: I appreciate that. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for the time here, Bear. Uh, Bear Grylls, never give up my life in the wild where all books are acquired right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Just a delight. a delight talking to him. A delight. He's so nice talking about how he's a fan of this show, even though he probably I mean, you think he was just being nice,
3: right? No, he's seen us for sure.
1: Man's in the wild. When is he watching the transit show?
3: You, you Guys, gotta, we're, we're international. We stream. have callers from no South Korea. The only TV.
1: in the in <laughs> the, the yeah. stream, world. The only stream, the only The only we is is you know an actual body <laughs> yeah, of water. Yeah, a <laughs> body literal water. stream. <laughs> don't want, what somebody, you can drink out of?
0: So
3: yeah, say is to drink out of to 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 prevent <laughs> from dying. Don't let dehydration ruin your vacation. That's what I say. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. That's funny.
1: So we can now drop the whole idea of. Surprising, TJ, that Micah Parsons is here in yeah. person. Yeah, well, Sorry, TJ, we we this was also a test to see if you read emails around here. <laughs> <laughs> we all were like, okay, do we just keep it from TJ and get him surprised that he that that because we did this for Aikman. Yeah, and it didn't work. It did work. No, no it worked. Work. You're just too did, cool for school. That's all. T.J. Jefferson's yeah, too cool too for school. Cool. And then and, then, and then, and then, we're like, let's just surprise that Micah Parsons comes out here. He's part of Pizza Hut. He's bringing food. Well, yeah. one thing that would have given away so, was the
3: open of the show when they said coming up in the third hour, Micah Parsons. That was so just one it, thing that maybe gave it away. You know, but it could have
1: been on the phone. Could have been on the phone. It's the language we say all the time.
3: Yeah, yeah that's true. But I knew. I mean, come on. Because you
1: read an email. You actually read the emails.
3: I read all
1: of them. Well, I don't read all. of them. That's
3: true.
2: Yeah, so he texted them. me okay. yesterday afternoon. Like, Micah's coming in. I was like, Ah, we're uh, trying to keep. It you
1: should have told me that. Then I would have just not tried to keep this whole f- thing going for the first hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, for sure. that's pretty
3: funny. I can pretend like I don't know. I'm good at that. What? Who's coming in? But apparently, what? he's here. He's here with
1: some pizzas, and and uh, he's here, thankfully, with a regular cheese because um, the spicy. I'm, I don't do spicy. What? I don't you, do spicy. You have mentioned like, that. Honestly, like, yeah. spicy Like spicy sauce. Here's two things. I don't know which one, which show I would be. Worse at yeah, or or I would last. Don't say worse. I would last fastest or least, or I wouldn't last as long. In okay, all right. That 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 YouTube show apparently I've been invited. Yeah, I've been invited to go on that. Oh Boot yeah, that's on. where this brought up. Oh,
3: you said you turned it down. I did. Oh, rich. What? Everybody, like I told you, everybody but that's does the that whole show. Point, but I that? couldn't.
1: The whole point. No, but the whole point is they keep going through. I wouldn't last. Like literally, I'd have to leave the set.
2: You just have a glass of milk nearby. Yeah. And then, you take No, no,
1: God, no. What? And then you puke. Oh. Why, why do
3: I want to go on a show puking? Boot and rally. That's what we do. Look, Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> I, who does boot, and boot and rally, and <laughs> rally. You know what that
1: mean? sounds like? It sounds like one of those places where you do you go shopping for for
3: for I guess uh, toothpaste in
1: London. <laughs> the
3: boot rally. Story. I need to go to the boot and rally. I'm just saying. I just got done watching Scarlett Johansson's episode of that, and she was. Oh, I saw Shaq's.
1: I've seen it. It's a very fun show. Yeah.
3: Or or
1: or running wild, me, me and Bear Grylls in the in the in in the wild. So which, so the question is, which one would you last the least Least, amount? yeah, Yeah. I, I'd be out quickest. Um, it would be, I'd say probably it would be, the wings. It would be the, and, it would be the,
3: it would be the wings one. It'd yeah. be terrible. Uh, I can, couldn't. I couldn't do it. Because you're like, a forty yard dasher, right? You're a, you, you, you. I sprint. Athletic, I sprint. You're a sprinter, so yes. you know you can handle yourself for a little bit. But if you're saying you can't handle the heat of a hot wing, that's right that off the correct. bat. Well,
1: yeah. And I see they get worse. They get worse as it goes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Ghost yeah. pepper, all that crazy. Please yeah, forget yeah, yeah. It. Why would yeah. I do yeah. that? I agree with you though, Rich. It's a popular
2: show, and you want to be seen. I know It's
1: very popular.
2: Yeah. That's why you do it.
1: Yeah. Spell my name right. As, Call as him as Say Yes, Zach. Zach, publicist to the stars, has been pushing me for a All very right. long time. Yeah, don't do it for tech, you. Do
2: it for us. I'm gonna text Zach right now.
1: Yeah, do it for us. For you. Yeah. So then where do I? Where
3: we does one get a, then when? Where does one get a new esophagus? After that, <laughs> I'm sure on the on the dark web <laughs> you, you can get anything.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm texting hey, Zach. Way,
1: speaking of now? web, speaking of web, there's another quarterback who has removed his Uh-oh. team name from his bio on social media. Yes, folks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's we, happened again. Oh no. Can we guess? That's next on this <laughs> edition of The Rich Eisen Show and what's more likely and Mike Parsons in person. Oh, but it's Micah
3: Person. Thank you for that. Mike in person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we just had a caller joe in toronto um who uh says he's listened to every show we've ever done which is terrific and very Very appreciated. um says that we should uh take a page out of troy aikman's suggestion and rename or create an award for named after tom brady for best quarterback in the league
2: here's the problem with that rich
1: You can't name the mvp award after him because he doesn't have the most mvps exactly
2: so the the award that eventually should be named after tom brady is super bowl mvp because he has the most he has five Tom Brady, the Tom Brady Award should be the Super Bowl MVP. He's got five of those. He's got the most.
1: That the is Tom Brady Award. Far and away. Name the Super Bowl MVP Award yeah. after Tom Brady.
2: Eventually. You don't have to do it now, obviously, but down the line.
1: Well, we got to make sure that he's really done playing before right, we do exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah, he has to be okay. done. Um, he's done. And the first winner of that award, oddly enough, is Lily Tomlin. It's Very strange. <laughs> very strange. Right now, do you think Tom's you know going through scripts with Lily right now? Like running that. scenes, running scenes with Sally. Never told Sally I loved her.
3: Uh, you know, great story. You know,
1: <laughs> is he is he is he running running lines with Rita Moreno right now? Is that what he's
3: doing, Tom Brady? I think he's with uh, Howard Fine right now, studying his craft. Yeah. i can tell you what Tom's
2: doing. He's probably with Alex Guerrero. He's probably got, getting out. some throws in. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Yeah. what's Tom
1: some Br- avocados. Should we do a daily segment, what's Tom up to right now?
2: In. It would be the same that's, thing That's every That's no, weird. It's Can weird. Can we FaceTime Tom, Tom Brady? Don't you think it would be
1: weird? It would be weird. We don't have FaceTime. We weird. don't have his information. Um. Hey, everybody. Oh. Hey, everybody. Hello there. Hey, let's Rich. look, let's look to Twitter. We yeah. keep looking at the gram to see who's pissed off as a quarterback. <laughs> Here's a new new segment. Who's now pissed off at quarterback in the NFL because somebody removed their team name from their uh social media account? We look to the tweets. We look to the Twitter. The the Twitter machine. <laughs> at Dange Russ Wilson. Oh Uh-oh. scrubbed. Do you see the word Seattle anywhere there? No, he's a professional athlete. Oh, good. And we're not geotagging him to Seattle. He's global. Oh, good. Worldwide. Uh Mr. Uh Worldwide. Uh Uh-oh. The reason why I know this is because he's trending right now.
2: Uh-oh. Oh, Uh -oh. Oh, no. He's a professional
1: athlete. Uh Uh-oh. Call me a professional athlete. Host, lead pipe. Well, should I change? Should I change my NFL Network Stop handle? Do it, hasn't showed a lead pipe wielding professional. Yes. That's what I am. That's what you are.
2: Where's your geotag? It's not LA anymore. Uh, I don't think make I geotag. Make it global.
3: I should, actually, I should know this. We are look, maybe we, like Dubai. Remember or when something. the guy called from South Korea and we got guys in?
1: I think I'm uh, I'm, in, I'm Culver City and El Segundo, California. That's not oh. a, oh. a big enough
3: reach. Right. Very, I yeah. need yeah. to change
1: Culver City. NFL Network's not in Culver yeah, City. That's yeah, sure. England yeah. England England no, always
3: up to no Ingle good, right now. Wood. Inglewood. 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 No good. Across the board. I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, you got to change it. Or Mine do is- I just
1: take out Culver City entirely and let people wonder what's up with Rich? Global. Change it to global. Global. Yeah. Global. But I'm not global.
3: I'm not. I'm Why? going. What do you I'm mean? Rich, back in the dude, day, I'm going, we would, to in,
1: I'm going to Indianapolis. We would next do
3: international
2: shout-outs back in the day. We Rich. are
3: global. Rich, we have. Callers from overseas calling in. Joe just That's called global. from
2: Toronto. And Rich.
3: A profile. Rich. We had a guy from Poland call. I just call. put behind a soundboard. You need to put behind a, a mic. Or behind Globo. a mic. Globo. Exactly. Don't put the city
1: you're all over. Well, if I remove Inglewood, will people say, is Rich's contracts out with NFL Network? <laughs> well, that's what,
3: we're, that's what we're hoping, to get a story going. Sure. I don't want a story going. Leave well, Rich, look Andrew. how this might work for you. because if for some, Andrew Marshawn. Chris, if the bigwigs think that Rich might leave, it could add to them maybe should put I do some extra zeros. <laughs> should I do that just to see if Marshawn catches up? They might want to renegotiate well, your contract, Rich. Fall Give you some more later today. There it is. I just changed it to Inglewood. Holler. Okay. What's up with that, Russ? Wilson. Wilson. Didn't we already go through this with Russ, though? We did. (laughs) Well, that was before
2: he, I don't want to trade. But here are the teams I'd like to be traded to. No, he
1: never said that. His representatives reportedly said that per source. Per source. Where'd
2: they get the teams
1: from? They got very specific (laughs) mentions. That was in the Athletic last year, right? Remember that? What was it?
2: Saints, Bears, who else? Um, There
1: was four. Pretty much every place that the Seahawks would never consider trading him to
2: global oh
1: um and so i i mean look
2: but there's no go hawks
1: there's nothing look man where is he gonna try and force his way out of because that would be the only way out he's he's not he'd have to he'd have to force it and remember that last year i was saying it sure looks like this run is over it sure feels that way, but Pete's not going anywhere, and he's, he's got a long-term contract, and the last thing that he's doing right now is wanting to start from scratch. So there's that. So the team doesn't want it, and the team has his contract, and what's he going to do? Start changing his Twitter geotag. That's what he's doing. Okay, let's keep an eye on that. Who else can do it? What's Aaron Rodgers? What's his What's his Twitter handle? Stand what's by. it say right now? Stand by. Now he he he, he said. Uh, you you told me Pat said something today on his show. Oh yeah. During, so uh, uh, going you know, up Diana, against our Diana
2: talked to us yesterday. You know they threw out that fifty number, Rich. That fifty million dollars. Yeah, per Diana year. Rossini
1: said that here. Highest
2: uh, paid player in the league by far. Uh, Pat McAfee started his show today. Said he lobbed an old text to Aaron Rodgers. Said that's uh, categorical. Categorically false.
3: Categorically false. And Aaron's tag is Titletown, USA. It is. And his link is Packers.com
1: and his avatar is him holding his bare foot up.
2: <laughs> By the way, and the ban- <laughs> and Factual. the banner is him when he got all shook with the with the Bitcoin eyes. Yeah, dude, with the so. Bitcoin
3: eyes, just right. like Brady. I, I like to call those Homelander. Uh, okay. Eyes.
2: No. Very good. <laughs> so that's the update
3: on
1: Rogers. Rogers has not changed any what about his Twitter? What about his Instagram?
2: Well, I was gonna check Brady real quick. I'll check his idea. Uh, There we go. Brady is family and football. So We're literally doing yeah. this right now. Still, uh, the, the link, though, is Brady's uh, page for TB12 and the Brady brand.
1: Right. And and uh, the link on Rogers' Instagram is still the North Valley Community Foundation. Yep. Dot okay. org. Dot org. All right. Who so else? What other, what other quarterbacks? I don't know who else about? is out there. Who Jimmy else can do G.
2: It? Let's see. Jimmy G. Jimmy G's
1: not on anything, right?
2: Yeah, uh, he's got Twitter. Doesn't really tweet. Let's Avatar be honest though. Let's be honest inventors. though. We
1: we need we need we need to go further up the flowchart here. All right. Who hey, else? Garoppolo's got Instagram and in 1.3 We need to go further up the flowchart here. All right. Who we got? I don't know. Why would why would Russ do that? Unless he's done it in the past and somebody just noticed it. I don't yeah. know. Oh, you know, if Matt Nagy had um, uh, social media, you know what he would do? <laughs> right now. He's By gonna- the way, we've blown off. What's more likely? I know, I'm so I, sorry. It's, it's good. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, That, uh, you know, Matt Nagy uh, would change his uh, geotag to Kansas City. Remember, he was talking to us about how with Justin Fields, he had a front row seat for Patrick Mahomes his first year um, in the league and how he would like to replicate that for Justin Fields. And, you know, that didn't happen. Well, part of the reason why it didn't happen is part of the reason why he would change his geotag back to Kansas City. He now has a front row seat for the latest. And next Patrick Mahomes season... He's been hired back by the Chiefs as a senior offensive assistant. Oh,
2: and quarterback's coach.
1: And quarterback's coach. So Matt Nagy's back in Kansas City. And uh, that's
3: good for him. Nice spot to land. Same with Eric Bieniemy. Didn't he re up yesterday, correct?
1: Oh, did he really re up yeah. yesterday? That's good. Glad to hear that. And yeah, for the Chiefs That's man. truly one of the greatest mysteries Why this guy does not have a head coaching job
3: Yeah, I saw stats Like over the last like, yeah, four insane. seasons They're first in every major offensive Crazy category. talk
1: Crazy, crazy, crazy talk uh, Let's go to Jeff in Oregon Let's go to Jeff in Oregon right here What's up, Jeff?
0: Hey, Rich, how you doing? How are you, sir? Good, I grew up in, down in Eureka Which is a couple hours north of Reading When you were KRC uh, Oh,
1: yes, indeed Beautiful spot I've been there.
0: Yes, yeah, so And I'm working at a seafood restaurant. Mm-hmm. And my, the owner comes in and says, hey, we got a special guest coming in tonight. And who is that? I'm 18, 19 years old. This is 81, 82. And here comes Lily Tomman walking in with her guest. They put her in the back corner. They go out and say, this is the chef you're going to meet with today. He's going to cook your meal. And here is Lily Tom, a comedian. And she goes to me, I'm 18, 19 years old. Yes. Right off the top of my head, she goes, what do you think I should eat? What do you think is the best thing to eat? I said, the restaurant right across the street. Man, did I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now You got to remember, I'm 19 years old. This is right off the top of my head. I'm thinking, man, what am I going to say? And I go, the restaurant right across the street. And I got back in the kitchen, and the owners just ripped me a new one.
3: Did she laugh? And
1: it sounds like, it sounds like. She just
0: tore up, laughed, heard her, her guest that was with her just fell on the floor laughing because they thought that was funny. It's hilarious. And I had two owners that took me in the back room, and man, I just about lost my job. But I told you, you know what, Rich? <laughs> yeah. That one line was worth
1: <laughs> Sometimes, the, <laughs> Sometimes, you know what, it's a good you one. gotta do it for the comedy. And I think Lily Tomlin appreciated that. I think she's probably... that's probably yeah.
0: Sometimes you just gotta go for it.
1: There you go. Working 9 to 5. What I a way to it. make a living. There you go, ladies <laughs> hey, and gentlemen, Jeff in Oregon. I like that. It's like fast times at... at uh, Eureka High. Fast times at Eureka High. Suddenly he was driving a car in a pirate costume.
3: Right.
1: You know, lamenting, pulling up next to the, uh, the, hot, the hot girl. Yes, woman. indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Are you ready to meet Micah
3: Parsons? Yes. You ready for that? I'm ready. Because I mean, You, I go, you, you, you got, know I stay you, ready, so I don't have to get you, ready. You have the Penn State Cowboys connection. Pennsylvania. This is it. Harrisburg and Altoona. Let's get together. This is it. This is great. I feel like me and Micah will probably be best friends after this. Well, you're going to be. Micah
2: and I I were born in the same hospital.
3: That is true. That is true. You want to also
1: know what's crazy? The day that uh, Mike McDaniel said he, he realized that he was a run game coordinator for the first time. He remembers the exact day. That was the day Cooper was born. That's when I became a father for the second time.
2: Look at all the connections.
1: There's no real connections. There. It's just weird dates that just make some sort of connection. Unbelievable. All right, so Micah Parsons is about to come out here, the defensive rookie of the year. I mean. Unanimous.
3: Unanimous. I mean, he's got all the votes,
1: Rich. Grown-ass man Every about to them. join this studio to raise the level of grown-ass manhood. Yeah, man. It's, gonna be, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, you're so psyched. Uh, That's coming up next. TJ's uh, big-ass grab bag and what's more likely also still to come.
3: Don't go anywhere.